When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Echo. Echo. Explicit. Tom Bernard Show with... Doug Sprinthal, Dave Schrader, the extremely clean co-host Catherine Brandt. I brought that up this morning. <laughs> Andy Rappenard, Mel Great, Kathy Schrader. We will tell you why Catherine is clean next on the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. You know, here's Doug Sprinthal. <laughs> we'll just Walzer make the Automotive whole first group. hour. No, Walzer. that's cool. Don't worry about it. No, no, Michael Bryant will really enjoy it if you do this. All right, I'll do it. Uh, this will be a PSA. So I went to dinner last night. One of my high school friends and his wife had us out to their house in Minnetonka, and she's a fabulous cook. So here's the PSA wonderful kind of cool summer thing to eat she took pieces of watermelon cut them in the chunks 
and sprinkled feta cheese and mint leaves on them, mm-hmm. and it was just tasted like mm. summer exploding yep. in your mouth. That's it was a very awesome. nice in, watermelon blowing in with sprinkles feta of feta cheese, cheese and mint, mint flakes. There's only three ingredients. Keep yep. up. <laughs> I just, those, are, those are blends that I just, no, I you know, know I'm it's, very... Well, she's just a great cook, which is why we go, uh, you know, Sarah wow. will go, oh, Stacy Eastman called, call her back. What you oh, going to make? Nice. It's just, well, no, it's awesome. Yes. She's a great girl. Feta we'll cheese do. on watermelon. With yep. mint leaves. Yeah, I've mint. had that before. It is really yep. good. Mint and, I can understand the mint and watermelon. That sounds feta refreshing. Cheese is good though, because the feta cheese is just like a. It sounds weird. It's such a yeah. dry tasting well, cheese. Right. It's because water. watermelon is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of tempers the. It goes nicely. Yes. Walls are automotive. Walls are dot com. Playing this for for Catherine. I thought it's because she's. I thought it's because she's wearing her striped Nirvana. Yes, exactly. So last night we went out uh, with Steve and Tatiana, the owners of uh, Saber Plumbing and Heating. They'd never been to Bar La Grassa, so we took them, and I'm going there with you tomorrow night. I, I know. So that's good. Um, <laughs> but we're there, and you know, restaurants are a little loud. And I was sitting across from Tatiana, and Catherine was sitting across from Steve. Yes, and Tan- we had a diagonal thing going yes, on. Yes, had a diagonal thing going on, and it was loud. It is loud in there. So how do you want to proceed with you want me to tell them what she said first or what you thought she said? Uh, what I thought she said. Yeah, what you thought. <laughs> so she, Tatiana says something to Catherine, and this is what Catherine thought she said. I thought she said, how do you stay so clean? <laughs> and I'm like, well, um, you know, soap, water, shampoo. I take a shower. She's really say, can you pass me the beans? Occasional exfoliation. I, I... She said, she actually you said, know, standard stuff. How do you stay so lean? Ah, oh, oh. I didn't think anybody would make that comment. Yeah. Is she Russian? How do you stay so clean? Is that the maybe? Is that could, could they? Because that might be no, it. They've the got name kind like of that Tatiana, at the end. She's probably. Tatiana, Chinese. probably Chinese, yeah. yeah. Tatiana's Chinese. See, that would be the, my guess, honestly, because yeah. that no, would be true. it. Yeah, yeah I just wonderful couldn't, person. couldn't quite hear it. You, you better sit across the table from Paul, because he's he'll, he's hard of hearing, and he's going to be leaning in Oh, God. <laughs> he'll be leaning in all night again. Mm-hmm. It's put up again. pretty loud. Yeah. It's and a loud place. it's always busy. It's yeah. Obvious. Oh, God. delicious. Six o'clock last night, you, yeah. there were people standing waiting again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God bless them. amazing. I love them. I love all people. I love all Especially Steve. Who are you? So, Tatiana and Steve and Catherine and I were talking about, you know, this whole thing. They're they're pickaxing the Donald Trump Hollywood Walk of Fame star. But my favorite is two guys sh- showed up dressed as Russian soldiers to guard the star. Oh, I told you about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you that were. Oh, that's hilarious. I don't she care who you are. If you, if you don't think that's funny, you gotta yes. just. Give she it laughed up. very hard. Yeah, give it up because you don't think that. And Steve laughed even harder. So they yeah. replaced it already. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't know where, because people somebody, were jackhammering it. It's and like then they 15 grand it. for that star. 40, no, 40. 40 now. $40,000. And the celebrity has to come up with that. That's crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, well, you and I will be paying for that. It'll be taxed somehow. Yeah, somehow. But in any case. I guess they built a little wall around build it. Build the star. To, they put a fence around it. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> build a star, I'll make Canada pay for Can it. Can we get we some Mexican-Americans to build that wall around it? But here's what I like. 
So you'll go and pickaxe or, or jackhammer Donald Trump, and I don't really give a rat's ass. I'm not a big Trump, Donald Trump fan or anything like that. But Bill Cosby's you don't touch? Yeah, that seems a little odd. What's what also seems odd is that, I, whether like him or not, Donald really isn't a movie star. No. no. He had a kind of a second-rate run on a reality uh, show. Pardon me. He was in Home Alone too, Doug. Oh, that's right. He, he was. was. Oh, that's he was right. absolutely. Yeah. How dare you say he's not a movie star? Come on. Plus, he's been on multiple episodes of The Simpsons. How about you, Spurball? And he had a board game. Oh, there's that. Okay. And All he right. had a I TV stand show. Multiply well, corrected. Actually, the what was the name of that television show that he did? The Challenge. The Apprentice. Apprentice. That was actually much bigger than I thought. It was really, really People big. People really well, did watch that. Well, the that stars show. are for different things. Like you'll see the broadcasting, you'll see the microphone, you'll see a TV, or you see. I a, think his oh, is okay. a TV. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's not a hair star. No. So that, that's hey, no hair hand. star. So that's the only one left, but I can tell them right now, I'm not giving you 40 grand for a star on the Walk of Fame. Not happening, so don't even think about it. No. No, I, I just, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I think most of the broadcasting people are network people. Anyway. I think they are network people. I don't think any, maybe in Los Angeles, some local guys in Los Angeles or women in Los Angeles, I guess. But I, got I, I don't know. A, I got a Christmas card one time that was Natalie Wood's star. And there oh. was flippers and goggles. Oh, God. That is cold. Wow. That was I saw. How do you like cold. the fact that Robert Wagner, at like 80-some years old now, they're reopening this case. Yeah, they're they're yeah. really... And it's strange because Walken is coming forward. He's like, whatever you need, I'm here. Ask me anything, I'll do it. There you go. But Robert Wagner refuses. And, and if does. you have nothing to worry about, why would you refuse? Well, because if, if the case was closed and you've already relived or already lived through that, maybe you just don't want to relive it. I don't know. Well, her sister now oh, says she was raped. Or By... Natalie Wood's sister. But I didn't read the story. Huh. Who raped. Oh. Would you look up and see who? who well, the sister's, uh, sister thinks that Robert Wagner's involved. Oh. Yeah, she does. Right. right. But he wouldn't rape his own wife. I wouldn't. Well, maybe guys well, do rape their wives. It I is guess. rape if the wife doesn't want to I do know, it. Right, yes. exactly. Yeah, so, but what's wrong with you? You want to have sex with your wife when she doesn't want to have sex? What the hell's the matter with you? Well, I thought that was what marriage was all about. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, mean, it doesn't mean you do it. having sex. <laughs> oh. No, that's not right. I saw a See, great meme. I get very uncomfortable around my wife and my son in the same room with that I don't kind blame of... you. Let's talk about <laughs> sex. Yeah. Now nah, you know, it'll all work out in the end. But Mary Wagner is what her name is. But who supposedly raped Natalie Wood? Um, Mary Wagner is Robert Wagner's sister. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, that's no, what you no, said. No, Natalie Wood's Natalie sister. Natalie Wood's oh, sister. Yeah. You lied to me. I saw a great meme this morning on Facebook. It's a picture of Bruce Jenner, uh, OJ, and Howard Cosell. And Howard Cosell says, guys... I just got a glimpse of the future, and you're not going to believe what happens. <laughs> <laughs> See, that stuff is funny. That is funny. Uh, Lena Woods says Natalie was raped. Yeah, that's yes. what right. I'm saying. By, by, by... Dun, dun, dun. Um, That's a... Boris Badenow? <laughs> Good question. Reason. Okay. I guess we'll track okay. it down at a later date. It's day. one of these like seventy-paragraph-long oh, articles with clickbait. That they all just over can't it. shut up and tell the story. Lots of clickbait. Where the hell is Dennis Kudak? He was supposed to pick up the Bar Lagrasse certificates a half hour ago. Where the hell is he? I People don't know. cannot find this building. I don't know why. It's true. But it's the farthest east and farthest south building in the complex. What's so hard about that? Because GPS just doesn't take well, you. Well, don't here. I don't ever use GPS. 
well, as soon the as the guy, the GPS told the guy to turn into oncoming traffic and he got killed. Wow. So, but at some point, you've got to... At some point, you have to look at the sign. Yeah, yeah. really. Well, that you might have a little responsibility in this situation. Just a little bit. I don't use GPS ever. Well, I've been everywhere that there is to be in Minneapolis, St. Yeah, Paul, I so I know where everything is. I get lost walking down the street. Yeah, but I mean, you you didn't grow up here. Yeah, but I've been here 30 years now, Tom. Yeah, but you're I also cannot. a radio guy, so you're not that bright. Yeah, I don't pay, I don't pay attention. <laughs> like I, I hate I driving in Minneapolis. I plug in, and I, uh, I, get, I, I have the hardest time i had to keep using gps just to get home from here for like the first did you really oh yeah i you know how to get home from highway 100 tom yeah. don't don't judge me wow <laughs> we all got problems i got mine you know doug just says wow my dad my dad though is the kind of guy you could literally blindfold him yep give him a dad. can of tuna and a bottle of water drop him off in the middle of afghanistan and he'd find a way home in four hours i like it you know and it and he just he didn't get he, he doesn't gene. get lost yeah, no, not while well, he's my stepdad. No, oh, okay. so, oh. and well, my my so no, I really didn't. Get yeah, that my bio gene. dad was a Navy SEAL and could do the same thing, but oh. I just apparently the Schrader gene was a little stronger in me, and we just skipped that whole. Would you please say portion. that to Jesse Way? What? My dad was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> See, my father was a Navy SEAL, Tom. <laughs> God, <laughs> so the Schrader, so the Schrader gene isn't your. Biological father? Uh, it's not. Suddenly, there's a mystery of all. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, my mom was so the sick. Is that your mother? My, yes, my mom wow. was a hippie. My dad was a seaman in the navy, and uh, your mom was a hippie. Your dad was a navy seal. Yeah, was a navy seal guy. Yeah. That's a phenomenal hookup so, right there. Yeah, yeah. And a he, hippie and a navy seal. So they, I don't think either of them had. Up. They cared very much about. You know, and I know I've already. With. I can hear the emails. The Navy Seal born in 1967. You just called yeah, his right. mom a slut. Yeah, she was. And it was the same. He just called his mom a slut. He just called his mom a slut. No, he did not. Why did you only hear the mother's side? I mean okay, it in the well, nicest possible way. It was the 60s. It was free. I don't care. I'm not here to judge. I Love am, though. I hate want, when people right? talk about mothers. I hate that yeah. so much I can't even tell you. Yeah. Well, I don't mean it. My mom joked around about it. You know. So we had, yeah, my father... Oh, I love you. We're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And then oh. found out she was pregnant and hopped on a boat and took off and never heard from him again. Real? Oh. Yep. So I only met my brother. I have a half brother. I met him 13 years ago. So we've been close ever since. So the last time I saw any of my brothers, yeah. it was about the same story. <laughs> Except for so, Troy. I so haven't seen any of, yeah. I know. They don't show up anymore. Mm. That's not a bad thing, right? No, I mean, they have their lives, and I have my life, right. and it all works out in the end. And I see my sister Vicky, my brother Troy, and once in a while I see my brother Todd, but the other ones, I don't know, they so that's what arm's I wonder with, length. With our kids, we have 11 between Cassie and I. I just hope they stay close, but man, I just don't know. How do you do that in this day and age? It is hard. It people, is right? hard. Especially when you make an effort. spread out, and everybody wants to go live in different places around the United States. It, it's got to get hard. You know, my, my oldest sister's husband, Pat O'Brien, kind of, I grew up learning how to be a man from Pat O'Brien because mm-hmm. my brother was in the Marine Corps and my dad was gone. So Pat O'Brien taught me how to be a man. Last time I saw him was 35 years ago, wow. and now he died. Oh, mm-hmm. that's terrible. Not to alarm anybody, but if the electricity goes off, there's somebody climbing around on the roof. Is it a Navy seal? Okay, it appears that he has a hose of some sort. Okay. Is it an electricity hose? <laughs> yes. I don't know yes. what he's doing up there. He's, he's filling up the electricity yep. tank right now. <laughs> <Tomorrow>. <laughs> Yeah, it might be. Who knows? But. Did I ever tell you about when I met your brother, Troy, for the first time? 
No. It was at Alex's wedding, and we were leaving. It was probably oh, yeah. 11.30 and got in the elevator, and he goes, so what side of the family are you on? And I said, oh, we're friends of Tom's. And he goes, you're a GD liar. He doesn't have any friends. Oh, that's Tony, not <laughs> Troy. Tony. I thought it was Troy. No, Tony didn't come to the wedding. Oh, he didn't? No. Nope. Oh, he's that fun to me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he was there. Was he there? I don't remember him. Alex's there. wedding? Yeah. Tony? Um, Bobby, Terry... Tony weren't there. Todd was there. I know Bobby wasn't there because okay. I haven't well, seen Troy her in years. Well, Troy looks exactly like Pat Sajak. No, I know. I've met him. Okay. He looks just like Pat Sajak. He and does. He looks Tony just like Tony looks him. like... Who does Tony look like? Ralph Gramden. <laughs> Tony <laughs> looks like Tony. Tony looks like Tony. Humana, humana, humana. Humana, humana, humana. Does he still have long hair? I don't he know. He kind of... Tell you what, he's a great singer. Longish gray he hair. Sing. He can sing know. like a madman. But my favorite, that wedding... The reception was at the History Center in St. Paul. Beautiful, beautiful building, the yeah. History Center, right? My brother Todd pulls me aside. Now, we grew up in North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of dough. Matter of fact, no money. My brother Todd pulls me aside and he said, Man, this reception must have cost you at least a million dollars. I said, <laughs> You know, I didn't buy the building. We're That's just right. kind of renting it for one. Is it kind of like Rain Man? Rain, how much is a car? About $100. How much is a candy bar? About $100. That's all he knows. Everything's $100. Yeah. Now, there, I had a great time growing up with my family, but it was it was kind of maybe like you, Dave. It was, it was destined not. There's just too much misery and agony to look back on for the family to stay together. I mean, I, that's exactly what it is. It's too mm. bad. But, you know, just, but I have great memories of most of it. You know, there's, I mean, if anybody reached out to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn them away. You wouldn't go, yeah, smite so. them? No, I would not. <laughs> Some of their kids I would. But <laughs> in any case, no, I don't know. I do understand, though, why everybody keep, it stays at arm's length, arms because like, it's very painful. It really is. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had a unique situation. Well, probably not so unique, unfortunately, but uh, you had a situation that would kind of cause derision in the family and people wanting to maybe oh, yeah. move past where yeah. they came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, if it wasn't for my sister Bobby, my sister Vicky, my mother, and Pat O'Brien, my brother-in-law, I, I would have been lost. I mean, literally, it was it was three women and one man, and they taught me how to... How to kind of grow up and be a man, and you know, I don't know what the hell I'd have done with those four without those four people. It's very true. There's always fighting going on in that family, though. So always, always. Yeah. There was always. As long as you don't have that problem, then you're probably good. Always someone that someone wasn't talking to. Uh-huh. Always. Let me put it this way. And even yeah, <laughs> your family. We see everyone except um, Jeff because he lives in Arizona or he wherever. Lives in Colorado. Colorado. Colorado yeah. well, that's because you're a very clean family. Yeah, yes, I heard clean. you're clean. Very very clean. Fresh. Glad to hear that yeah. you're clean. I don't even know you the can last sit time in I saw. Sit in the car with us. I don't even know the last time I saw Jeff. Probably like when I was five. Yeah, he doesn't leave his state very often. As an example, to Colorado? we came back from Long Prairie where I was born and my grandparents all lived there several years ago. I was probably 18, Todd was 13. So I ran upstairs. We lived in the upstairs of a duplex. Mm-hmm. I ran upstairs and shut the door and locked it. So I locked my brother out. So as a joke, I leaned up against the window and went, eh Boom! Punched right through the window. Goodness. It's like a Schwartz in a I'm really, wow. really lucky I'm not blind. Yeah, well, yeah geez. Jeez. Seems well. a little... have a large reaction. I just, Doug, let's just give him a long hug. We'll surround yeah, him and hug him at the commercial break. Yeah, that's right. No, I, all, I, all that's left for that is is 
I have rage. But that's all that's left. Yay. So that's all. Yeah. That's just all. rage. No just problem. Rage. Let's have a couple of drinks after deal. the show and talk about <laughs> yeah. it, Tom. Anybody got any coke? <laughs> we will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this and why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money. You can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. <laughs> Just nice. like at my house, Tommy. <laughs> They're going to love it. This is Tom Why Not Bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. What is this? Mama Don't said call knock it a comeback. Oh, Mama said knock you out. <laughs> I did a commercial. Who the hell was it for? <laughs> I've been here for years, rocking my fears and putting suckers in fear. Andy Oki time. Andy Oki. This is just the big go boom explosion. <laughs> Overpowering. Get out of the house. You're actually not half bad. Who? <laughs> I, was trying, I cut a national That'd commercial awesome. when that you song came out. You should become a rapper. You can't this off your dad. That was, a, that was the least passionate rap I've ever heard, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, How that's, long well, did that song the, come out? That's the, that's the uh, new thing is mumble rap. I want to say 87. 87. That makes Roughly. sense. That's what they call it, mumble rap. Because I cut a commercial, and I can't remember who it was for, but they used that song as their theme song. And then I'd have to, at the end of the commercial, I'd have to come in and go, come down and buy the stuff, or mama gonna knock you out. <laughs> come and down and I, buy the stuff. Wow. <laughs> come down and buy the stuff, and mama's gonna knock you out. Or mama said knock you yeah, out. Yeah, I'm trying to find the trigger songs for Andy so Andy Oki can <laughs> Great. That's the thing. I've been here for two of them now. It's pretty random. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. like and mama an said knock you out. And he just went into it. And it's <laughs> awesome. He just kind of does. We all just, so much fun. We all, it was when you were gone and I was filling in the one day, we all just froze and watched Andy. It was amazing. <laughs> you walk like oh, it's an Egyptian. I like watching the baby Jesus be born. It was amazing, Tom. <laughs> I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, I could understand that completely. Well, he put out... I think that might have been his first album, but yeah, Who's Mama that? said knock you LL out. Is cool J. Mama oh, yeah, said knock you oh, out yeah. was 1990. I love LL. 
Okay. He's a very not. decent guy. A great yeah, he, lyricist, yeah. too. He's a very nice he's guy. He's a good actor, too. I mean, he he's, you know, he's a big guy, but he can be very, yeah. you know, he can play multiple type mm-hmm. roles. So. Oh, yeah. 87 is when he, like, broke big. He's oh. no Tone Loke, though. Oh, yeah. Tone Loke. <laughs> I, um, With, How do you go from being, like, a, a major pop rapper to being the voice of a, a teddy bear on a cartoon for a while, remember? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Tone Loke went on to do that. He did, yeah. And he, was, uh, he played the baby in... Uh, HBO had a this animation special called Baby's Kids. Oh yeah. And he played the baby in that. That was hilarious. And then obviously he did the Ace Ventura stuff. But I don't think he's really been anything after that. You can kind of just ride that wave of <laughs> money <laughs> to the future, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what we need. More of that. Dave, do you ever interview people who have just been interviewed by someone else and it affects the way you interview them? Oh, I yeah, mean? constantly, but I just I roll through and try to... Right. Yeah. Daryl Hammond was on the morning show this morning. Okay. I love Daryl Hammond. Right. But I could tell from moment one that so far all his interviews pissed him off. It was because he wouldn't respond. When I, when I asked him something, he wouldn't respond. God, you should have dropped a Chris Farley on him. Hey, remember, remember, remember when you used to time? do Bill Clinton? Remember, remember when you were Sean Connery? That, that was awesome. <laughs> well, I pointed out a line to him. And he didn't remember saying it. Uh-huh. He goes, when? When did I say that? Did I, say, I never said that. When did I say that? It was the uh, uh, Alex Trebek, Sean Connery, where he played Sean Connery. And the, the sign said, I'll have a Chardonnay. And he X'd out all the letters. So it just said, I have a heart on. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, so I said, you are the only person I've ever known be on broadcast television, national television, and say the words, I have a heart on. When? When did I say that? I didn't say it. Did he didn't I? remember. Well, I suppose. But was he, he doing it kind of combatively like he was? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like when that happens, unfortunately. Yeah. See, now, in my first season of doing Darkness Radio, we had Dan Aykroyd on. Mm-hmm. Which was a huge coup for us to get an actual celebrity right, on the show. Right, right. But you could tell that he had been on other shows, and he had. A, oh, he, he was. Can. He's very serious about ufology. Okay, mm-hmm. so he had released a new DVD called Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs, and I know everybody kept asking him about Belushi, the Coneheads, oh, yeah. oh, everything. Oh, absolutely. So for an hour, it's one of my favorite. We got the the radio station agreed to let us go commercial free for an hour during the Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. interview. So we talked. And I think I asked three or four questions. Yeah. Because uh, he just ramped over me every time I tried because you could see he wanted to just get out his story and not be yep. bothered with the right, other things. Right, right. But he was so good about it, and he actually became a listener of the show. I would hear from him and his oh, people afterwards, and he was like, I had a great time. So when his dad released a book, yeah, I remember Peter he came back on the show with his dad. And we had an actual conversation, mm, which great. was great. But How it was, long ago was that book? Because Peter, Peter Aykroyd's well, his dad, right? Yeah, that's got to be eight years ago now, I think. God, so, what's his dad's book about? It was about the paranormal. His whole oh. family are paranormalists. Yeah, they're big, oh. big into it. As a matter of fact, they, they had just talked to me after they went with Peter's dad's books had just been donated, all of his research on the paranormal, to like the Canadian Museum of Anthropology or something like that, uh, sociology. So... They've all been involved in investigating claims of the supernatural. Oh. Pretty cool. And their family has lived on the same acreage for like 200 years. Right. And they were talking about how haunted it was and yes, the weird things right. that have taken place there. So it was kind of, that was a neat deal. But yeah, that first interview, you could tell, I'm just oh, so yeah. tired of the stupid questions, but I want yep. to promote this, so let's just do what we have yeah. to do. How long Had ago the were the cone heads? It's, you know. Right. I remember you interviewed, I think he was the drummer from the Moody Blues a couple of years ago, and he was a total a-hole. Yeah. Tom goes, I'm a big fan of your records, and he goes, oh, really, which one? 
What, my favorite. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Name the specific Hawaii. Yeah, I like Pirate. pyromania best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Well, that, especially the, the Moody Blue album with yeah, uh, Elvis. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. And then you guys did the Blue Vinyl for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Smoke yeah. on the Water is yeah. one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, that Just, does have the worst ever was Andy Rooney though. That was right. the worst. Well, and Shirley MacLaine. Yes, and Shirley McLean, oh. too. Why don't you what splice kind of those together for a best of? <laughs> yeah. The worst the of. Worst Everyone of. who hates Tom. Yeah, no, it'd be <laughs> great. The worst of interviews Tom. would be good. Most yeah. of them are dead now, though. Do you know that? Yeah. Wonder well, how that Shirley McLean's still around. She's alive. Yes. Well, yeah. She's alive. And don't worry, when she dies, she'll be back. Yeah. We had Hervé Villachez on this morning. He died. That guy's been dead for 25 how years. How did you have him on this morning? Because Chuck <laughs> interviewed him. Oh, and we, I don't think we've ever played it before, but Chucker interviewed Hervé Villachez, who was deplaying, deplaying mm. on Fantasy Island. Yeah. Hervé yeah. wanted nothing to do with it. Don't call me again. I'm not. I don't want to talk to you. I don't have time. My time is very, very valuable. And he's just yelling at the chucker, and the chucker's ignoring him. So anyway, weren't you the little guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, did he get and mad? After he hangs up on him, then he calls like a, a, a tattoo tattoo parlor run by Asians. Oh God! <laughs> did you notice what she said? By the way, this will show you uh, something that happened 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. She said, "No, no, tattoo parlor only Oriental." And now they would nobody, never say that. They would never right. say Oriental now. I still don't understand why that's a bad word. The yeah. Orient. Why is the yeah, Oriental bad either? I don't you have to be more specific. I think so. You know, they just kind of going off that topic, but back to Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Their Blumhouse Films is doing a Fantasy Island movie. They are? Yeah, so I kind of like that. And I, I kind of had that initial reaction, Doug. The, uh. But you know what? Blumhouse has really found an interesting way to take those genres. And when you think about it, the Fantasy Island was that was dark themes and a lot of paranormal mm-hmm. aspects oh, to it. it. I so, never saw the show. You never saw Fantasy no. Island. It came out in 1977. I was literally on the road with Capitol Records every oh, night. 77 at 84, mm-hmm. and then then they tried that reboot in the 1990s with um, uh, Clockwork Orange. What's his name? Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell as Mister Rourke. I forgot about that. And they 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 t- took this really weird angle. So like they they approached it as though. Ricardo Montalban had been an angel, right. and then he is now the devil who's kind of forced to run fantasy. It was this very weird. I think it lasted one season and it was gone. I remember and it came that, out right yeah. after like Love Boat, the first wave or the next Love wave Boat. sequel show came out. But the movie, I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with a Fantasy Island movie in 2018. I think this could be kind of a cool deal. Yeah, so Fantasy what? Island, 1998, one year. One of Chucker's questions for Hervé and it really pissed him off. So, Hervey, he calls him Hervey. Hervey, what was it like working with Rick Mumblebomb? <laughs> yes, Rick Mumblebomb, very famous actor. How he did that stuff without just cracking I don't up know how he did it me. either. Oh, I, have, I have no God. idea how he did that. I don't, the, those are some of the classic. Great. Just <laughs> phenomenal stuff. And Lastman was so good at that because he just never think, fell apart. I think my favorite, though, is Keanu Reeves. The Keanu Reeves one oh, because yeah. he mixed him up with Christopher Reeves. With Christopher Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never heard that one, Doug? Oh, yeah. No, I've heard it. I was just oh. like, God. It's, I, like the, I like the Fred Savage. Search asking about the what He's the only Fred one Savage. that ever got it. But it's like yeah. the only one that ever understood right away what Chucker was doing. Really? Yeah, he yeah. did. He got the it right one. away. along. That's crazy. I think Bob Weir was a pretty good sport Bob too. Was he great. was, yeah, he, <laughs> was he kept great. telling Grateful Dead, Dread joke, Grateful Dead joke. So, so, 
Mr. Reeve, I want to ask you a question. How is it you're in a band? Uh, he goes, well, I, I, you know, I'm the lead guitarist. He goes, how do you play a guitar when you can't move your arms and legs? <laughs> no. He did. Oh, oh, I'll take you out and I'll feed you. I'll take you out and I'll... Come on back to town. I'll take you out and I'll feed you. Oh, my God. How did Keanu respond? He seems like he's a good, re- good guy. Oh, they were like, what kind of drugs okay. are you on? Why aren't you sharing, man? Uh, no, Keanu Reeves was great. He yes. was just laughing his ass. He was off. like, it was like, he was promoting his dog star. Band, do, dog star. Dog star. His band Dog Star. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, but the Bob Weir one, yeah, they had and the. One of my show. favorites when he was doing Woody Harrelson, and he kept oh. fading in the Cheers <laughs> theme. <laughs> so, when did you write that? Did you get to play, open the show with this one? Because <laughs> he kept saying, I want to talk about the music. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you hear the Cheers theme come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird how some of the celebrities get triggered by the weirdest. And, and I understand that Chuckers is trying to get get underneath people's skin but right when they're i i, I want to talk about because billy bob thornton did the same thing right yeah, i'm here he to talk about the music and he was yeah. just being a douche about any other topic yeah you're a movie star no i'm here to talk about the music okay but people really know you from movies can we kind of segue and they just don't seem interested in that he, aspect. i tell you what billy bob thornton is a phenomenal interview he's been on this show several times he's on the cakey morning show what he did was pretty damn interesting uh, last time he had him, we had him on talking about Goliath, his show on mm-hmm. Amazon. Uh, I said, you know, I got to tell you some. The last time you were in town, you were on both this show and the podcast. And I ran into a guy on the street. He goes, man, that's so cool that you and Billy Bob Thornton are really good friends. And I said, yeah, it's a little bit of an exaggeration that we're really good friends. And Billy Bob goes, no, it isn't. You and I are friends. He's just the nicest guy in the world. He is very nice. Why do you think, but but like I said, it's interesting that they get triggered at different interviews. Like you were saying, you get the wrong guy at the wrong time, Mm -hmm. and they're just. Yeah, but we're like that. Everybody's like that. I know, but there's a difference. Sure, Sure, but but when you go in to do an interview to promote something and then just become. become combative i don't understand well, that especially if they're doing aspect. like a radio tour and you're like oh, the last yeah. one oh, and they've been the up worst. since four or five in the morning yeah. doing east coast and everybody's been radio. a jackass oh, yeah. yeah but i don't I feel it. bad for them they're making a lot of money oh, doing what they love doing that's so true. you know what play nice for the day mm-hmm. there's a couple of celebrities that really get that yeah they do and that's yeah. what you know what i think is fun i love that show um uh, what is it? The one with Shatner and and Henry Winkler. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Old men drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. Where George Foreman. It's like the bucket list show, and I can't remember yeah. the name of it right now. I love I that show, but it's so funny because like Shatner, it, unabashedly, is just like I just you know. My fans get on my nerves, and Henry Winkler goes out of his way yeah. yep. to just stop and take pictures and introduce himself with everybody, and he's like, Bill, these people love you, and he's like, Yeah, okay. But I'm here for me. This is my time. Yeah, see, that's and it's just, and I understand that that's got to be kind of a, a drag as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but you are that. where you yeah. are because every because one of, of these people, people love mm-hmm. you. There's no denying that. That's an absolute. So, Tracy is on the phone. Oh, we're we're gonna take a break in about two minutes. You want to pop on now, and then we'll take the break and come back with a whole segment. Or does she want to wait for the whole segment? Right? Well, you know what? I'm here, you guys. How are you? Oh, we're just stirring the pot, causing as much trouble as we possibly can. <laughs> So, yeah, we got about two minutes here, Tracy. We'll talk, then we'll take a very quick break and come back in the entire 15-minute segment, if that works That's for awesome. you. That's awesome. Sounds good. All right now, a digital community featuring experts in the health, wellness, anti-aging, fitness, career, and relationships field. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer Dion Sanders. Neon Dion is what I call him, <laughs> Tracy, but other than that. 
Prime time. Prime time will be a regular inspirational contributor to the site, which also features travel and lifestyle features. How did you start this whole thing, Tracy? You know what? I launched January 1st, so at the top of the year, and I have quietly been, you know, diving into the health and wellness space for the last 20 years of my life and um, researching and practicing what I'm preaching. I do yoga, I do meditation, I eat organic, and my whole household is like that, and my kids are like that. And, you know, sadly enough, um, over the last two years, um, if you follow my journey, I lost both of my parents. Oh, God. Yep, and so my mom passed away almost two years ago of mesothelioma cancer. Oh, yeah. And then my father passed away in September of a heart heart attack. And so I just really was just kind of filled with a mission after both of them passed to do this health and wellness site because I really believe a lot of the health um, issues today are caused by lifestyle choices. And so I wanted to launch this health and wellness site to really educate people on how to make proper lifestyle choices to be their best selves and to be their healthiest selves and also to slow down the aging process. You know, Tracy, I used to interview you on our morning show. I'm still doing the same morning show. And I used to interview you on that show for Extra. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was. Uh, I miss talking to you, and I'm glad to have you back on the interview. I miss uh, you, show. too, and thanks for having me. Well, you know what? you got to come on the morning show as well because people, people really did like you. Uh, I would I, love that. So let's do it. It's a little difficult. I mean, it's not a little difficult. It's very, very difficult. Uh, what was the span when you lost your mother first, then your father? But how how uh, how many months was that between the two? You know what? It was actually a little less than a year Ugh. apart. And Ugh. my parents are they're divorced, and so um, so my father was there. You know, nonstop supporting my mom, even though they were divorced you know, as she went through her cancer journey. And so, and it's really sad because if you ever saw pictures of my mom, she looked like my sister. She was really yeah, yep, young that. looking, yep. yep, full of life. And, um, and we were shocked to find out that she had mesothelioma. And then at the same time, we found out she had two blood diseases, a red blood oh cell disease God. and a white blood cell disease. So we were battling three diseases at one point. So I saw my mom go from being so vibrant and full of life and energy and cracking jokes all the time to weighing like almost 90 something pounds. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, really, really hard journey. And so, um, so we had to like really kind of tap into, you know, spirituality and faith and all of that, you know, as we were going through that. And then no sooner did I get through that and feel like I was kind of, you know, getting strong again, then, you know, right after that, my dad unexpectedly died of a heart attack. We will be gone just a couple of seconds, and we'll be right back more with Tracy Edmonds. And I will remind people what Philip Wise said to Tracy the last time she was on the KQ Morning Show. Oh, no. It was phenomenal. Be right back more with Tracy Edmonds. Oh, I'm so curious. Just like all of you, I've been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned, and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August first. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is. 
why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. I like that. That's a good song. I like that song a lot. He's a rubber band man. Rubber band man. It's true. One of the very few songs I had on my computer when I was like 15 for some reason. I do remember that. I remember them performing that American Bandstand. Yep. I do as well. (laughs) Except for you were two years old and I was in my 20s. That's the big difference. Tracy had this with us. Yes, you were a baby, absolutely. All right now, <laughs> the name of the show. So, Tracy, um, the last time you were on the KQ Morning Show with us, uh, Philip Wise, who I'm, I've known Philip for 45 years now. We've been friends our whole lives. And Philip refers to himself as, quote, a black man in America today. That's what he, was, <laughs> that's what he says about himself. And you were talking to him. And it was very funny because... because uh, I think he thought that you were white for some reason. I don't know. I have no idea. But you said, well, you should watch. And he goes, yeah, I would, but I only watch BET. (laughs) So you're on the right channel now. That's good, Tracy. Philip is as old school as you can get. That's hilarious. Oh, God, it was so funny. I only watch BET. (laughs) And it's true. Philip. That is <laughs> Philip played uh, with, in the NFL for nine years. Played with the uh, New York Jets, Jets, and also the Minnesota Vikings. And he, he's quite the guy. But he's got he's got some very specific ideas of how the world should work. I will tell you that, Tracy. Well, very interesting. You know, um, it's funny because uh, Dion, um, you know, also I mean, obviously comes sure. from the NFL background and stuff. But he's he's very specific about the stuff he watches too. So he loves to watch content programmed and starring people of color <laughs> I, I have a question so how did, how did you connect with Deion sanders it's yeah that's good you know what we actually um believe it or not i was um, promoting a film of mine called jumping the broom that i did a few years ago with a wedding comedy and so i was in dallas texas and um at td jakes's church promoting oh, the yeah, film yeah. on easter sunday and Dion was there and so we met for the first time on Easter Sunday at the church, and one of his colleagues, as I was leaving, gave me Dion's card and asked for my card. And so that's like, you know, Easter April-ish, and so I didn't hear from Dion until October. So then in October, he's coming out to L.A. to do NFL Network stuff, 
and wanted to have a breakfast meeting to talk about a reality show idea that he had, which was this reality show about his life. He was a single dad raising five kids. Yeah. And um, so we talked about it, and that show became Dion's Family Playbook that we did on the OWN Network. And so as he and I started working together, we kind of started liking each other. (laughs) And started dating each other. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, here we go. There we go. So I started off as his producer, and then, wouldn't you know, I kind of became his co-star because I was, you know, as we're filming his life, I became, you know you know, his, the lady in his life. <laughs> and this all happened because you happened to go to a particular church on Easter. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's cool. I know. It is pretty amazing. amazing. It is pretty amazing. I know. That's how God and the universe works. God and the, I like that, God and the universe. <laughs> that works for me. It's that, a little sad he was too chicken to give you the card himself, though. He had to have yes. somebody else do it. <laughs> it's very true. Well you, know, well, you know what was funny is that both of us kind of admitted, like, we met each other, and then it was like about an, two hours later before I got the card. And so after meeting each other, it was kind of one of those things like you do when you're in high school or college where you kind of like look around the room and kind of with your eyes follow what that person's doing for the next couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of following him with his eye, with my eyes, and he was kind of following me, and then he kind of strategically arranged for his friend to give me the card at the end. You naughty so it, church people. It all people. worked. <laughs> naughty church people. That's what we're talking. It's cute. <laughs> it's all true. There's no question. It's a great story. Um, yes. My wife is here with us. Catherine is with us. Also, Hi. Cassie is with us. Um, so you, you spend a lot of time talking to young females, don't you? Young female, female business people. and I do. I thought so. So yeah. uh, now what do you tell them when you meet with young women who maybe want to have an entrepreneurial career like you have? So how did you do it? Well, you know what? Um, first of all, I always tell them, like, education first. And so um, I actually, you know, I had a lot of people think I was kind of, born privileged or with a silver spoon or whatever but you know my parents we grew up in Carson California then Long Beach California which are very like middle class areas and Carson California is actually primarily African American went to public school all the way through but I was on a mission to go to college and go to a good college and so I was like that nerd that was like constantly I was taking college classes when I was in high school and hustling, hustling, and so I got a scholarship to Stanford and went to college when I was 16 and um, was pre-med, you know, um, and then after college, I became an entrepreneur and stuff, but, you know, I always tell everybody, first and foremost, like, really, really start with a solid education, because I don't, you know, I don't think I would ever be where I am right now if I hadn't gotten a good education and, you know, and know how to you know, articulate and write letters and write and, you know, and all of that. So we we start with that first. And then I always encourage um, young women especially to, like, you know, carve your own path, like get your own money, you know, be independent because, you know, sadly enough, I see so many women in bad relationships and, you know, sometimes they're emotionally abused, physically abused, but they're afraid to leave the relationship because they're not financially independent. Mm-hmm. And so um, so one of the other things I always encourage, you know, women is like, you know, get your own career, you know, work and, and get your own. And that way, you know, you can control your life and you'll be in control of your life and you can do whatever you want to do. 
And so, um, so I talk to young women about a lot about that as well. You know, Tracy, I, I just learned something about Stanford a couple of days ago. And I, I didn't really learn about it, but I, I didn't understand. Stanford is the only Ivy League level school where something happens. You know what that is? It's the only one, big-time college like that, an Ivy League type of college, if you know what I'm saying, where mm-hmm. something happens. You know what that is? What? Earthquakes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? You are, look, you're so right. You know what? It's true. I have never thought of that. I haven't either. I didn't three, three days ago. I'd have to look this up, but I seem to remember that Stanford was started by a guy whose kid couldn't get into an Ivy League school. I think Is that's that possibly, exactly right. right? Yep. I think I heard that story, too. Yep. Yep. I, I think I heard that. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, I, I'm giving away my age, but let's just say I went there sometime during the 80s. I'll just say that. Sometime well, during the 80s. Okay. You're kind of right. Their kid could yep. not get into Stanford or into an Ivy League school because he had died of typhoid fever at 15. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, you know what? That when I was there, they, they yeah. used to have buttons that said, we got in. We got in. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> Ivy League type school right there. Yeah, so, so you would go to the bookstore and you'd buy your we got in buttons and stuff. I don't even know if I would have, would even get in these days. It's so hard. College is so competitive these days. It is. It was founded by a merchant in honor and the name of his child, okay. oh, Leland okay. Stanford Jr. Leland Stanford are, Jr. Are you Googling? How do you know all this information? <laughs> I have memorized it all because I love Stanford. No, it's Wikipedia. Unfortunately for me, Tracy, uh, Barnard College is a very, very... Uh, Upper upper echelon college, but it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> You're not a liberal white woman. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a liberal white woman going to Barnard College. That's not exactly yet. Barnard College. Oh yeah, it's absolutely true. Well, so so you just decided going to public school. You're going to work and work and work and work. You got into Stanford, and mm-hmm. but then you didn't back off and say, you know, I've I got this great education. Everyone should. I'm wonderful. Everyone. You still worked very very hard. Well, you know what, and and thank you. I've actually, I've been working since I was 13, and so um, my parents split up when I was young, mm-hmm. and so my mom raised us for a little while as a single-parent mom, and she wasn't making enough money, and so during summer vacations, she put me to work, because I actually, I looked older than I was at 13. Yeah. At 13, I kind of looked like I was like 16, and so um, my mom worked at a mortgage company doing home loans. And she got them to hire me as their receptionist when I was 13. When you were 13? 13. Now that's a work ethic. I know. It's crazy. And so then, and they couldn't pay me, so they would just add extra money onto her paycheck. Oh. That's great. And I haven't stopped. So, like, you know, ever since then, and, like, you know, when I was, you know, in high school, summer jobs. You know, when I was at Stanford, you know, I had side jobs. I was waiting tables. I was, like, doing working at the financial aid's office. And so I just have been working ever since. And even when I got married, kept working. So, so still working. Is this a family thing, you know, this work ethic? Because I know my family was always, you know, everybody has to work. You need to work. Everybody's got to work. Yep. Yeah, and it just yeah. seemed, it's interesting because I, I've been in a position a couple of times this summer to just try to find some uh, kids, you know, to do some mm-hmm. work around a property. And, um, you know, one of them told me he'd be there tomorrow. 
and he didn't show up. Oh, I'll be there in three days. And then finally I fired him and got somebody new, and he was all mad at me. He's like, you don't understand. I'm busy this summer. I'm like, I needed a job done, and I needed it done in a week, and you kept putting me off. So why would I keep hiring you? And he's a college student. He's a nice kid. And when he does work, he does a great job. But he just, that whole learning how to, and he wants to be an entrepreneur. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to make it if you don't keep your promises. You're you're so right. And do you think, I kind of have this theory, and I guess, so my kids' generation, I guess they're what, Gen X? I always get these Gen titles. Right, right. Yeah. I kind of feel like that Gen X, title and the Gen Xers listening may be mad at me for saying this, but I kind of feel like they're a little more spoiled and a little bit more privileged than we were. Like it's, you know, I feel like we worked a little bit harder and maybe it's because <laughs> like we give too much. Dave <laughs> and I are looking at each other and agreeing. Every yes. generation. They're just flat out lazy. Every generation is more privileged than the generation I'm being nice. I can it. say lazy too. <laughs> every generation does what, Andy? Every generation is more uh, spoiled than the generation before it. That's I think. probably true, yeah. Well, I mean, because it, parents want their kids to have more and do better than there you them. Go. Well, mm-hmm. technology is just like, you yeah. know, a hundred years ago, air conditioning would have been something that only the top 0.1% had, and now it's something that basically everybody has. It's just the nature of things. Well, we've also, as parents, had a lot of limitations put on discipline. So that's there's true. not the same that's kind of true. sense of respect that's being instilled well, in a lot of kids. For sure. So yeah. when kids aren't learning yeah. responsibility or respect because you can't send them to, to bed without dinner or you can't mm-hmm. say anything begrudging to them because they'll complain to their school counselors or whatever, you know, I mean, it's parents are in a really awkward position in life and kids know yeah. it now. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Now. You you were so right, and I mean, I have to admit, like I grew up during the era when we got spankings and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff too, and so... Yeah, discipline's a lot different. And and you're in um you guys were saying earlier, like I think we give you know, because we're fortunate and maybe have a little bit more money than our parents did, like we we give a lot more and so they're you know, we spoil our kids I think a little bit. I know I'm guilty of it. No, I have to talk to you. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so I gotta talk mm-hmm. to you about games divas play. Yeah. And so that's my um my new B E T show that we're getting ready to go into production on. So we Getting ready to shoot 10 episodes, hopefully here in L.A., but um, it's going to be super cool. It's a really sexy, stylized drama about the high stakes of the world of the NBA, where everybody, the players, the wives, the mistresses, the reporters, the agents, they all play to win. And so we are taking a look at the -the behind-the-scenes look at everything that goes on in the NBA, and there's a lot of twists and turns that happen every single week in our in our storytelling and a lot of like oh my god moments that's pretty that's fascinating i uh yeah i mean being around people like that they're so first of all they have to be driven as young people to achieve the things that they've achieved and it kind of carries over and they as, as kind of a a guard they keep that attitude, well, i got to keep pushing, but I'm also very, very special. Well, I guess the word divas explains it best. They all become divas. That's very true. Yeah, and, and our show kind of like we look at it from the POV of three women. And so, you know, and very similar to what happens in real life. You've, you've got wives that are trying to protect their family empires and, and help husbands cover up stuff. And you've got 
mistresses that are looking out for themselves and, and trying to figure out how they fit in. And there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the world of the NBA and sports, period. Ladies and gentlemen, Tracy Edmonds, come back and talk. you have to come on the morning show too. We got to talk about this Can stuff. Can I please? Absolutely. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Would love to. We'd have to have Thank you back you guys. on. Here. Thank you, Tracy. Tracy Edmonds, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, she's always been very, very friendly. She's very yeah. smart, a nice person. I just, she's nice to talk to. Not like some people, like, you know. Like who? Andy yeah. Rooney. Oh, Andy Rooney. Yeah, she won't go on the worst interviews list. No. No, she will not. No, she won't. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.